You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition and their new centerfire rifle ammunition, Terminal Ascent. Now, the Terminal Ascent has a slipstream polymer tip that helps flatten trajectories and initiates low-velocity expansion at longer ranges. The Terminal Ascent gives you match-grade long-range accuracy in a bonded hunting bullet and it comes in a variety of cartridges including the 6.5 creedmoor the 280 ackley improved the 28 nosler the 7 millimeter remington mag 30-06 and the 300 win mag if you want to find more information about the terminal ascent visit federalpremium.com and while you're there check out it's federal season the official podcast of federal ammunition Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. With me today is my co-host, Andy. What's going on? What's up, buddy? Not Micah. For once. <laughs> Congratulations. Give me uh, shit. <laughs> today, um, we got a really cool episode. We are actually, Andy and I traveled down to Duckhorn Outdoors Adventures uh, Lodge, and we are going to do an episode with Duckhorn, and we also got a couple of the guys with Movets Outdoors with us today, yep. um, because... Uh, they are in the middle of their Movets Outdoors uh, duck hunt. So, um, really cool episode we're going to have. Uh, we're basically going to talk about duck horn and what they do um, for all kinds of different people. Yep. Who and, they are, what they do. Yep. And then we'll we'll get into a little bit with Movets Outdoors uh, and what they're doing this weekend and the fun they're having. Um, we've had a lot of fun tonight. We got oh, here man. late, but um, what is it, like 1030 right now? somewhere if not later but so we're recording kind of late but if we could have recorded the conversation we've already have we've had about <laughs> 15 podcasts we yeah. could have already put out i think yep so uh place is really cool um full of uh, some veterans out here t- yep. uh, tonight uh, having a good time uh and doing some duck hunting so um we're gonna awesome get, environment already yeah uh did i mention who's on the show yet 
No. I don't think so. So with us today, we're going to have uh, Walt Disney with um, the, the Walt, Walt Disney. Disney with uh, Duckhorn uh, Outdoors Adventures. And then with Movets Outdoors, we got Tim Worley sitting in with us and also uh, returning guest uh, Tony Larson uh, with Movets. So yep. um, if you don't have anything else, we uh, will get into this. Let's get after it. All right. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, welcome to the show. Ready to do this? Absolutely. I'm excited for this one already. Let's run through some quick introductions before we get into the fun stuff. Um, So uh, with Duckhorn Outdoors Adventures is Walt Disney. What's up, buddy? Doing well. Good to be here. Thanks for having us out here, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, We will have everybody introduce themselves and talk about what they do for each respective organization. And then the other two guys we have with us, we got Tony Larson with MoVets Outdoors. Yep. What's up, buddy? And Tim Worley with MoVets Outdoors. How's it going, guys? What's up, man? Um, so uh, let's just talk about Duckhorn first. Um, I learned about Duckhorn through my friends at MoVets Outdoors. Um, I've kept in contact with Tony, and then I've met Tim um, just Probably through Facebook. Was it Facebook at first? Uh, through Facebook at first, I do believe. Well, yeah. after the after Tony's first podcast, yeah, I think. Yeah. So it's been pretty cool. Uh, and Tim and I, Tim and Andy and I live close to each other, and so uh, and then I, I've seen Tim out and about before at uh, the processor a couple weeks ago. So um, <laughs> small world, small world. So we learned about Duckhorn through these guys, right? And um, when they told me about Duckhorn, I got on the old interwebs. <laughs> And checked it out, and what better type of organization to, to bring awareness to, to to help them with the people they serve? Yep. So um, let's get into it. Before we get into what Duckhorn does, Walt, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, since we've already asked this question to Tony before and, and stuff like that, what is what is one of your favorite things about Missouri and its outdoors? Well, on the spot. Plus, yeah, that's very you didn't, interesting. You didn't give him a gift. I did not yeah. tell him that. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, you threw about five things at me. So let me try to go back and hit. Number one, my name is legally Walt Disney. Uh, I am I'm not a can't. Well, I don't get any money or tickets. just harassment most of the time. So, uh, and I actually, um, I'm on the board at Duckhorn Outdoors Adventures. I found my way here because... Some organizations that I work with as a therapist, which is what I do now, I'm also a veteran, uh, but as a therapist, I've worked with some organizations, and there were some connections made, and we came out for Veterans Hunt three years ago, and I just came out here, and it's beautiful. You guys, unfortunately, came here at night. We can still tell it's what, beautiful. What did I say when I got out of the truck? First, I said, it is dark, but I can tell you this view is phenomenal. It is. Yeah. From, from here, we actually have virtually... A 300, I think it's 348 degree view from here. And, you know, for Missouri flatlanders, if you will, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And to to be able to see 20 miles uh, in Missouri in 350 degrees, it's incredibly beautiful. 
and I'll get back to really what nature does. But I'm on the board. They had a lapse of reason and voted me onto the board <laughs> some time ago. And I started out just being director of military outreach. So <clears throat> then I came on. I started doing a lot of volunteer stuff and joined the board. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I should mention to everybody, um, Tim, Walt, and Tony all obviously served in the military. So first thing, thanks, guys. Absolutely. Uh, yes, me and Andy are just a couple guys that appreciate everything you've done for us. Um, Tony, you know that how much we care about what oh, you guys yeah. do for us. So um, appreciate all that you, all three of you have done for us. Um, what branch did you serve in, Walt? So I was in the Navy for 13 years. So we've years. got an Army, a Navy, and a Marine sitting here. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> Marines are subspecies of, of the Navy. Navy. <laughs> yep. And we'll get into that. So, <laughs> so, I mean, that's really kind of the essence of what this place is about, that kind of comfortable camaraderie. Right, right. So I did 13 years in the SEAL teams. Uh, I was a medic and a sniper, uh, an instructor eventually, and uh, just from wear and tear, uh, then just you don't get to go on mm -hmm. uh, that long. Uh, a good friend of mine says the military is like a mistress. She loves young, virile men. She eats them <laughs> up and spits them out. And that is truly what happens. Sure. And um, some of my buddies from the teams are here now, and only one of them actually retired, and the rest of us were medically, you know, because it's, it's a very demanding calling. So uh, that's my branch, and that's my military history. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thank yeah, you. you don't see that a lot. I mean, my uncle was a career Marine. And he, uh, he, he actually retired, but, um, I remember him telling me stories about when he was get he went to college and did this program with the Marines to get out of college and then start with them. And he actually flew the F-18 with the Marines all the way through his career and retired as a colonel. Colonel. Um, and the second he got that colonel job, he says, I'm going to retire because they're going to put me behind a desk. <laughs> and, uh, he's doing pretty good for himself, I think, but, uh. Um, you don't see that very often. I mean, usually you see, you know, 10 years. My, my cousin served for 12 years and then um, kind of got got kicked out. And my, my grandpa went to a couple wars. But, yeah, you only see sometimes you just – that's kind of what you see sometimes. So that's pretty cool, though. Um, more years than I served, that's for sure. Absolutely. So definitely thank you guys. Um, we'll, we'll introduce Tim and uh, Tony again once we get into the MoVet side about what's going on this weekend. But – Walt, won't you talk about um, what Duckhorn is and how it got started and, and just kind of we'll get into all the different cool stuff you guys do. Um, but give the listener who has no idea maybe what Duckhorn is, um, what you all do. Yeah. Duckhorn Outdoors Adventures is a 501c3 nonprofit whose mission statement is to get people unplugged and outdoors. Right. Very simple. And we facilitate hunts an introduction to the hunting sports and the outdoors. Um, there's a lot of conservation. We integrate that in a lot of our <clears> programs, <throat> especially with kids and new hunters, novice hunters, maybe some hunters who haven't spent a lot of time outdoors. Right. Uh, I shared earlier when we weren't recording, I grew up on the mean streets of Brookside in Kansas City. So that's 98% cement for all of <laughs> you. Right? But even as a kid, there was something about my happy place, literally, is at my grandma's in the woods, right? And there is something about it, and there's actually a lot of science about it. 
about how just how nature is designed and how nature it's filled with these natural forms you don't see in our engineered environment yeah. that bring a sense of calm to the human soul. The other thing is there are natural rhythms that happen outside of our 68-degree controlled environments that we all like <laughs> to live in, even though I'm really glad we're in one right now. Uh, but that creates a sense of really the more natural pace of life. Uh, one of the things I deal with in my calling as a therapist is anxiety. Anxiety is the the buildup of fear because it cannot be resolved. Well, in nature, we have a much more uh, rapidly accessible resolution, and that's kind of what hunting is about, right? Sure. Right. You come up against something, and you have to find the way to overcome. From that overcoming, it resolves that tension. You guys have all experienced it, right? Yeah. It is this great mm -hmm. high and then this release, and it's like, you know. Yeah. If I smoked, it'd be like, hand me a cigarette. But that's, <laughs> that's it, right? And, and so introducing people to this. This was started um, in 2000, well, 2008, Dr. Bob Fry, Fry Orthodontics, uh, has many offices in Kansas City area, um, was about to retire. He's like, what do I love to do? I love to hunt. So he bought this place, and he built this place. And it's a pretty neat place. It's right? amazing. And, yeah, I, and he, and his, he and his family uh, came here and did a lot of development. There's a 13-acre lake that has, like, monster bass and catfish, mm. right? And there's a couple little other lakes. in, And they had to reform the lake totally, right? They dug the pit for the water cistern. They built the house. I mean, it took them a long time. It sure. was really a family project, and it was a family retreat place. But then they ended up using it only about 3 to 5% right. every year. And they said, this is not good stewardship. We have to do something better with it. And as life happens, these great connections are made. Mm -hmm. uh, Everhart's in Clinton had yeah. sponsored a waterfowl clinic with MDC, and they weren't Johnny Everhart wasn't able to continue that. So they said, hey, would you be considerate? And they did, and they pulled it off here. And right after that, if you know Bob Fry and the Fry family, um, they really get excited about kids having their firsts, this getting outdoors and really experiencing this. Yeah. They are so good with kids. Actually, uh, Dr. Mary Fry is a counselor, psychologist, <laughs> And her specialty was play therapy with kids. Just oh. a wonderful human being. And they were like, okay, this is great. What can we do now? And that got the ball rolling. Um, it started out really as kind of a duck hunting club, if you will. Gotcha. Where people got duck leases and then shared them and cooperated and kind of built. Uh, the fries have been down here, I want to say, 30 years okay. in the in the Europe nice. area. Did you say and how many acres is with duck horn? Did you mention that? I I, I haven't. Every time I try to calculate it, I have to go to Onyx. Pitch for Onyx. <laughs> Onyx.com. Three, four, right. niner. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there are actually three properties. Okay. Uh, there is the Duckhorn Lodge proper uh, that's about 212 acres, I believe. Uh, there's about 150 uh, just north of us, about three miles right along the Grand. Mm -hmm. Um and then there's, uh, I want to say another 150. I'd have to give or the, take. Yeah. yeah, give or take. 
and um, over uh, what is called South Grand Farms. Okay. And amongst those, uh, we have nine duck blinds. Okay. I say we because I'm part of the board, but yeah. if it weren't for <laughs> the Fry's benevolence, really. <laughs> right. They, and they're wonderfully hospitable people, and they really get overjoyed by community like you, you get to see down here. So um, there's nine blinds, and they've just developed it and keep developing it, and the cool thing is they share it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have upland game, which is pheasant and some quail around here. We've had dove hunting. Um, we've had... Uh, waterfowl clinics and certainly waterfowl which is we're in duck season right now yeah so this is actually where i shot my first duck last year oh wow and so did my son right that's cool super cool super cool that's pretty cool and it's just a fantastic place once again like you said andy and i got here at night and we could tell it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. and we're in the lodge right now and this place is awesome i mean it's beautiful and it's it's really cool to have people that are doing this sort of stuff. And by the way, does anybody else feel so much better after listening to Walt talk for the past <laughs> like 12 minutes? Yeah. I, I actually call Walt about weekly so I can feel just to hear, about hear that voice. Just to the, hear voice. The way he puts words together <laughs> makes me feel like shit about myself. Just throwing that out there. Well, that's the antithesis of what we want to do. Exactly what I'm just right. talking about. Right. I don't even know what that means, Walt. That means it's just the opposite of what we want to do. I tell you, honestly, you know, talking about this place, we walked up, and you look through these windows, and you're talking about the camaraderie and things here. Mm -hmm. The first thing you see is this huge table, and everybody's sitting around talking and laughing. We hadn't even made it in the door, you know, everybody talking and laughing. We walked in the door, we were greeted, you know, as friendly as could be, and just like we're part of, we're we're not veterans, we're not here, you know, we're that community, but we're greeted just like, you know, everybody else. Yeah, a bunch of handshakes. Exactly, introductions and everything, and... Yeah, I thought you guys were a part of this whole thing, and that's why I like that you and didn't, didn't yeah. pay no mind. So, so yeah, hey, come on in, join us type deal. And I mean, here's this huge, huge table, and everybody just you know laughing and carry on when we came in. That that set the first impression for me of, yeah. of the community and camaraderie mm-hmm. you talk about mm-hmm. um, before we even entered the door. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. You know what? I sorry. apologize, Walt. You know what's great about that is before noon today, most of the people sitting at that table didn't know each other. Really? Until Absolutely. noon today. So uh, that, that's what's awesome about it, you know. Never would have known that it, it, till noon today. Yeah. So that's and that's what I think is cool about Duckhorn. You know, Walt is not just Movets Outdoors, which I know that's the the event that's going on this weekend. But you you all don't just service the military. Tell us all the different groups that you take care of and and do out here. Uh, all the different events that you guys have um, and the different groups that you service. We talked about children. I, I already know this answer, but who do you serve, and and what has that been like for you guys since this has started? So I, one of the most important things about this place, and Dr. Fry really established that because it's his home, and he invite, literally invites people into his home. I mean, how many of us do that? That's, Rarely do yeah. it. Um, so I have I be- to have Andy come into my house. Yeah, every that's once. all right. That's called benevolence. It's grace. It's a good thing, right? We're called to do that to our neighbors. But I've been all over the world. I've lived in California for 16 years at one point, and I came back to Kansas City. Kansas City, the Midwest, it's a little different these days. 2020 hasn't been normal for anybody, right? right? But the Midwest and Kansas City, and I'll tell you, the, the people that I've met down here in Uric, 
I'd rather be with them than up in the city because there is this, hey, you are my neighbor and I understand you have what I need and I have what you need and together we're going to survive and flourish. And that's one of the bigger parts of it, right? And Tim talked about camaraderie and I'll get into that when we get into the veteran stuff, which of course is my focus. Um, But I really get thrilled to see young people uh, in particular break through into a new plane of life Mm -hmm. explore something that they'd never done um i've seen kids even my own son he shot his own first pheasant out here first catfish real catfish right and uh first duck and i've seen kids from his school and other kids and it is just fantastic so that's one of the first arenas that or populations that we serve out here are the kids Mm -hmm. and we've had um an organization approach us about a fishing trip for the kids in the summer and they go oh probably be a bus load or two well like eight show up right (laughs) imagine eight bus loads of kids looking for a bathroom (laughs) right it's like boys see the trees girls line up here right there's only so much you can do quite honestly um so but the kids are just every and everybody in this organization doesn't matter how old they are right um they really get thrilled to be able to serve kids and introduce them to new things the next is tim stop touching me If the, you know a video, a video would be really helpful right now. This, on video, this would have been hilarious. Everybody's just need, like, "What the hell just happened?" Do you, need, do you need a hug, Tim? Please. Yes, just like every night. Every other. Yeah. Every other work. So we do we do verbal hugs right over the. Phone. It's okay, Tim. You feel sweet. He makes me feel better every time he talks. Just take a deep breath in through your nose. He like narrates children's novels. He should. So, um, but you're exactly, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. a little too cliche. Walt Disney narrating children. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh at me now. Tall Sorry. Boy. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh. so, but I mean, with, you're getting the flavor of what goes on here. It's good and clean, but it's a bit jocular and that's fun. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know what jocular means either. Damn it. <laughs> I knew that's that too. was coming. <laughs> Write that down. You, you were talking about uh, Siri. Well, I'm going to try to reel this back in real quick. You were talking about kids and, yeah. and serving and helping them. Get, yeah. Andy and I were discussing this on the way down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had posted on Instagram earlier this week a photo of my son that I caught on one of my trail cameras when we were bobcat hunting, and I missed the that one. Well, yep. But uh, I told him to stand right here, and. I went and tried to find the bobcat, and I didn't want him just in case it was injured and did something. But uh, I, fa- I saw this picture of my son who listened perfectly and is, is out, you know, looking. And I just I thought to myself, I can't – I love hunting. I mean, I love it. I love being outside, everything about it. I can't wait to share more with my sons, my daughter, if she'll ever go with me. But that's what I really can't wait for. Tim, I watched, you know, the other – couple weeks last week one of your sons youth weekend killed his first you know deer it's funny you know you're this outdoorsman and you want to do your stuff and then it's it's it then changes to Mm -hmm. how can i have them experience their first thing or them get their first chance at stuff and my kids are lucky enough that 
I, I live, my wife's from a farm family. We have the opportunity to go fishing. We have the opportunity to go hunting. There's a lot of kids that I'm guessing Duckhorn serves that they've never seen a pond in their life, and they get to come out here, fish for the first time, see what a freaking duck is for the first time or whatever. And that's got to feel good when you're seeing that sort of stuff um, because, I mean, that's that's half the reason we're doing this podcast is mm-hmm. if one person changes from someone who had nothing to do with the outdoors to a, a life full of outdoors, um, that's got to make you kind of feel pretty pretty awesome. I would say everybody on the board would say yes to that. Sure. They really do. And quite honestly, they understand that, and I'm going to speak in, in – um, genetic terms, but part of the purpose of being men is to pass this on, give other people the opportunity. And people appreciate that on this board, and they take that seriously. And it's not just the children. Uh, it is also the the people who don't typically get out. We've had people from the inner city um, young adults who have never had the opportunity, kind of like my story. Um, we actually have a women's hunt uh, just because we want to make it more comfortable to them and not be in this jocular arena, right? I'm still waiting to know what that means. Yeah, that's, you, know, you know it deep in <laughs> oh, your heart. I'm sure I do. You know it, Nate. Just look within. Look within. Nate, look within. So, and this is a wonderful thing. This is sharing. That's what it is. It's right. sharing. And sharing the outdoors is really one of the most magnanimous things that we've been given as a human species. And it's just fantastic. And so that's what brings the joy and reward. Now, the hard part is, you know, we're a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. We rely on the benevolence of other people to participate in this. And here's the big kicker. It doesn't matter if it's kids, women, new hunters, vets, or first responders. It creates a community, whether it's real tight, packed, or loose, like somebody mm-hmm. sponsoring anon- unan- excuse me, anonymously. And um, that's what really is powerful, especially in part of the um, tagline of, of Duckhorn is we want to be good neighbors and make this area a better place to live if we can. Right. In other words... Come alongside the neighbors who are here and be neighbors to them, right? And that really, now this is the psychotherapist coming out of me because when I think of veterans and first responders, especially the epidemic of suicide, nobody except, well, there's, I can't say nobody. I try to never speak in absolutes. It always gets me in trouble. So somebody had to have gotten that. Anybody catch that? Okay, that's all right. We'll go. We'll go back and you podcast. talk. It always so gets you in trouble. Okay. So, <laughs> so the point is that people commit suicide when they're lonely and they don't feel there's a way out, and that's rarely happens when somebody is walking this journey out with you. In other words, when you're in community. It, and these guys are shaking their head. I've worked with about 500 veterans and first responders, specifically around trauma. And when they can create a community and they know, hey, I can call Tim anytime I need to, even if it's 3 a.m. and I have the darkest, scariest thoughts any human could have, he's not going to reject me. Yeah, Rejection is one of the greatest human fears. And so that's why community is so important. 
and that takes time. It's an organic thing. I mean, you guys got here and you felt welcomed, but for real trust to occur, that takes a lot of time. And that's why we've developed some of the programs that we have out here. One of the things that we've done this year, better than before, is we have a monthly veteran service day. And it's really like Friday noon till Saturday evening, but most of the time the guys stick around. Mm -hmm. And we do things. Like we built this badass blind. It is two 40-foot shipping containers stuck out on a duck pond, right, where you can get 10 people on 10 shooting holes. Is that the one you hunted in Crocs in today? No, Tim. that that was another one. <laughs> You're telling, telling secrets. Yeah. So yeah. you can, we can drive like we have two handy. My friend who has, is an amputee said we're handy capable people, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> so we had two people. One guy's an amputee, the whole right leg. The other guy's well, same thing except opposite leg, uh, and then partial amputee. So we have three guys, and we can take two of one of them's bound to a wheelchair. But we can put him in a Can-Am mm-hmm. or, and drive right into this blind. Not That's up so to, awesome. not, not but near. into it. He can get out of the seat into a wheelchair and roll eight feet to a shooting blind. And it's electrified. It has heat. We have a bathroom in there. It's kind of like a hospital body, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a cooking grill. Food. Everything. The bathroom is big enough for a track chair. The bathroom is big okay, enough for that, a track that, chair. That's something to be said. That's that's huge. It's not just <laughs> okay. a, it's yeah. not just a three foot, you know, ADA thing. Right. It's it's a track chair, and we have access to those, and have one here now for the guys. I, saw, we, I just walked through the shop. I've seen that those things are freaking sweet. And you wanted one. I yes. <laughs> And what they always do, right? You got you got toys, but you want more. Yeah, well, want that more. one's got tracks. I say that is tracks. Yeah, <laughs> everyone likes tracks. It is yeah. it is so cool. But what it does is, it gets people out. We've had number of stories of people who have said they've come out either for a pheasant hunt or a duck hunt, and they were like, "I never thought I could ever do this." And a father and son are hunting together because. You know, the benevolence of a community coming together at this place mm-hmm. that has been offered. And, I mean, talk about barriers being broken, right. boundaries being crushed, right? And and that's what it's about. Right. It's about things like that. That's awesome. No, and uh, coming in here, you, you can, how do you say, it? you can feel the atmosphere. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here with a bunch of veterans right now, obviously. And we felt the atmosphere. Hell, even sitting out in the in the grass we parked in, when we were walking in, we could hear laughter. Mm-hmm. And somebody was in their car on the phone or whatever, and You're just right. having a good time. And you know, you you felt the atmosphere before you even walked in. And like Andy said, you before we walked in, we saw everybody around the table. Um, and that's that's gotta, you know do a lot for each event that you have, whether it's veterans or children, women in the outdoors, first responders, which, by the way, I thank you for that, too. Um, I'm an ex-fireman, and and that means a lot to me as well. You know, when when your sole purpose is to do things for other people as an organization, um, it it can get difficult, and it's, it's just really cool to see 
you know, organizations that have their own missions come together and do things um, jointly in a partnership, really, that yeah. that is beneficial for everybody involved. Yeah, exactly. and that brings up the point of Movets Outdoors, because Tim and Anthony, I call him Anthony, you're calling him Tony, um, it makes him sound almost dignified. <laughs> almost. Tony or Anthony, which one? Anthony. <laughs> and, but... Quite honestly, it creates a community. This These blinds that I talked about, that was built literally. It was conceived by Redneck Engineering. But <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. Come on now. I'm all about it, man. You cut right through the red tape. Forget the government. <laughs> Just do what's smart, right? And get her done. And it was built by a community, period. And that kind of community created... How many veterans did we have come through? I want to say probably 80 over the whole project. Over the whole project, They came and touched that, if you will. But people that created, I mean, men bond differently. Men bond shoulder to shoulder. We right. just do. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of uh, uh, neuropsychology to it. Uh, typically, females will bond face to face. When I sit here and look you in the eye, I feel uncomfortable. Well, you're like going, "Whoa, are we going to slow down here?" Right? And it's really, quite honestly, the way we're wired. Okay, and it has to do with our, our purpose and our design. And and so, men, when we can work side by side, right, it creates a trust. Sure. And it's all about trust. Again, can I trust that person? To respond well to me when I'm in crisis. Right. Correct. And isolation is one of the most horrific, damaging, exacerbating aspects to depression and anxiety and PTSD. And quite honestly... I know what that one means. Yep. (laughs) Our society is experiencing it more and more in COVID because there is so much isolation. Yeah. And they're like, what's going to happen next? Do we really have a president? Do we have a valid, you know, right, voting right. So system? So many questions, yeah. What's going on? I don't know. And that unresolved fear creates anxiety. So the whole point is when we create this community, when we create this community and share your tobac- uh, snuff with your buddy, you know, <laughs> then that is that is where that trust comes. Well, and I think that's, I mean, that's exactly why most of us like the outdoors. Yeah. I mean, I've... Most all of my best friends in this world are guys I hunt with. I mean, Andy, myself, Micah, who wasn't able to be here tonight. Um, yep. He wished he could have, by the way. So he, he says hello. Um, uh, hello, Micah <laughs> from Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> he will like that more than you know. We get a signature too, and uh, you know we go out in the back country, out in Colorado every year, elk, chasing elk, and mm. you you develop that camaraderie together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Through nothing other than just being alone in the the timber together and, you know, fighting against this common thing, which is this freaking ghost of an animal that weighs Mm -hmm. 800 pounds Mm -hmm. that you can't find. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's this thing that you leave different than you did, and it's not even anything that was stressful. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's not uh, anything you say either. It's, it's, like you said, the the side-by-side, it's the doing the action that builds that, you know, that... That friendship, that bond, you feel it rather than speak yeah. it. And it's it's just, it doesn't even have to be anything that's important. It, mm-hmm. it could be just a few years ago, one of our buddies shot one, and all the rest of us spent the entire next day 
helping him look for it. Yeah. You know, we could have said, no, I'm hunting. I spent $700 on this. It's our last day. Screw this. It's my last day. I'm not helping you. But it's, it's, you care about that person. You want them to succeed. And you go and you, you kind of sac- sacrifice, quote unquote. And brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, I mean, that's what I think hunting relates so well for, you know, guys that come from the service because it's, it's another thing that you can um, experience together um, and hopefully a good way too. So um, that's what's cool about this partnership that you guys have mm-hmm. with Duckhorn and Movets Outdoors. Um, we'll kind of just kind of get into introducing Tim and, and Tony again. Do you want to be called Anthony or is it Tony? Lord Little L. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's fine. you know, we got our buddies. I mean, one of our first episodes for our listeners that might have been listening or who, anybody who hasn't, I would strongly suggest you go back and listen to our first episode with Movets yep. Outdoors. I don't even know what episode number it is. But like it, was, it was one of our two first or ones. Three, yeah. three and, and Tony says. I call you Tony. I'm sorry. Is that what you want to be called? Lord. That's fine. Lord. <laughs> Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you get a good idea of what Movets Outdoors is. It's a VFW-sponsored program that is strictly, I guess I'll let you say it. But So, Tony, once you introduce yourself, and then, Tim, I'll have you introduce yourself as well with Movets, and we'll talk about what you guys are doing with Duckhorn uh, this, this weekend. Really cool. And we'll go from there. So, why don't you start, bud? Yeah, uh, Tony Larson. I'm the department chairman for Movets Outdoors with the uh, Veterans of Service Wars uh, Department of Missouri. We are the first outdoors program for the VFW in the nation, and even even in our uh, places overseas, like Germany, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, we, we got VFW posts all over the world, and uh, here, me and Tim are pretty much running the state together. Tim is the senior vice department chairman and also uh, District 6. He's got a big role. Pretty much he steps up any time that I can't be there. And it, he does a phenomenal job. I when, when they allowed me to head this up and start organizing it, Tim was the very first person I called. Me and Tim, duck hunting buddies, and it's just the way things line up and the way thing God does, the way things God does, I, does things, it, it's phenomenal. You know, I met Tim through a, a uh, raffle he was doing for a buddy that was in a car accident back in Georgia, right? Correct. Yeah. My wife bought tickets. I didn't even know Tim, right? Yeah. <laughs> My wife went to school with his wife, right? Tim's from Georgia. I'm from here in Missouri. Go dogs. <laughs> and and uh here my wife M-I-V. buys my wife buys a ticket uh you know for him to support and everything and she wins and she lets me know she goes she doesn't ever win anything right she and that now she wins this uh you know mossberg 500 and these decoys and you know this lanyard which i still wear today awesome you know i love that lanyard and you know Something more came from that day than anything I could ever imagine. A duck hunting buddy for the rest of my life. And the camaraderie that me and him have is just phenomenal. You know, and I wish we would have seen years ago when we started hunting together. uh, 
of I wish it would have clicked sooner. You know, sure. I wish Movets Outdoors wouldn't have started just a year and a half ago. I wish it would have started what back in 2014 when I first Six, met seven you. Years ago. You know, yeah. Timing's everything sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and here Timing's me and him hunt together, and then <clears throat> all of a sudden we start inviting other veterans. Somehow, we, somehow we we start hunting with Jake Hightower. Jake Hightower, right? the Jake National Hightower. Guard veteran, Props never deployed, but we we all click <laughs> right. And then then all of a sudden Jake's like, "Hey man, I got this guy online I found off of this other forum. You know, he really wants to be a you know go out and hunt." So. We invite him. We go out, draw in a grand pass together. Pool six, I think. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's crazy. And then you know, and then you build that camaraderie. And then I find out this guy that Jake Hightower invites to come with us. Me and him were uh, stationed at Grafenbeer, Germany, at the same time, right? Well, he's wow. at Vilsack. It's like twenty minutes, twenty minutes away from Graf. Same time. He's in 2CR. I'm in 172nd. And it's 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 a fun rivalry we have between the units. But it, it's it's just crazy how small of an army, how small of a military we have. And I, I, like I said, I just wish we would have <laughs> would have made things happen quicker. But I can uh, almost see you guys holding hands and walking down memory lane right now right like oh man that's there, what there's <laughs> a lot of memories uh, yeah movets outdoors would have if i would have never met tim movets outdoors would have never went the way it has right now that's awesome. you know that's awesome yeah. and i mean i could have tried and what have you but and i always I always joke and say hey you know i need to find another person that's more motivated and willing to help out with this program and i always say i need to find me another tim worley right yeah, and there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, uh, that's awesome. It, it's a team, is what it takes. Well, and, and then and there's been another one started, right? Kansas just started. Yeah, Kansas. Gerald is Gerald. another Tim Worley and man. You kind of helped with the starting of that. Obviously, you're not running it, but well, it, it's well. They... So what it is is, you know, I we st- tried to start off with Kansas with a buddy I deployed with, and you know he has a lot going on so he he couldn't fulfill the whole thing mm-hmm. but in doing so we found gerald right we'll just see, so everything plays out for a reason so gerald came on a pheasant hunt yeah here, here at, at duckhorn um yeah all ties back into duckhorn <laughs> yeah um, all ties back into duckhorn you know we, we he participated in the pheasant hunt had a great time you know and then uh i think he moved from odessa over to over to kansas um for work and uh then we, you know, just like, hey, are you interested in, in helping out in Kansas? And he said, heck yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And then, you know, Kansas Vets Outdoor just taking off. You know, it's crazy how, how quick they're growing. That's awesome. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's Same good. thing through the VFW over in Kansas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're, they're doing awesome work over there, too. It's kind, of, it's kind of a friendly rivalry, just like he's talking <laughs> about unit rivalry, you know, Missouri versus Kansas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So it's never going to die, even though they haven't played in a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. But and that's, I mean, it ties all back into to Duckhorn, right? Um, not everything, but in this situation, well, it's a great partnership. Like yeah. we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing this weekend without Duckhorn. How many? Because Movets Outdoors doesn't have its sanctuary. All right. Yeah. We, we. But let's be clear, because Duckhorn Outdoors Adventures sees it the same way. Yeah. That we couldn't do this as successfully 
Uh, we've had some duck, um, duck veteran duck hunting in the past, and it's been like three, four guys, mm-hmm. and it ends up being the friends of the people who were running the organization. Right. And this isn't the case here. So we see same things the same way, and that's the beautiful synergy of it. When mm-hmm. I think what's and what's, it came together, like you say, when it was supposed to exactly. And we can't look back and go, "I should have, would have, did a." Right. Would have been, yeah, that'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but well, we, you do look back though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, but you do. But the peace comes in accepting. You know, we are where we're supposed to be at this very moment, and this gets around. I was thinking as this as we were talking about this is everybody is here for a specific pur- purpose. At this exact moment in this time period of history, there's no accidents. So the people no. that think they should check out, they don't know what they're taking away from this world. And that's why we have to say, okay, I'm here, it sucks, but we get through it. You were talking about hunting, and what it reminds me of <clears throat> is a deeper psychological man. Um, aspect of humanity, which we were made for adventure, especially testosterone-driven, mm-hmm. you know, beings. And and when you go on an adventure, like going elk hunting, right? right. I listened to your Tales of the White Tail, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Tales of the Chase. Yeah, Tales Shameless of the Chase. Blood. No, that's what I wanted yeah. to do, right? <laughs> Let's call it what it's supposed to be. Right. He called his friend, and his friend came over. Why? That's what friends do. They help you on the adventure. Yeah. And if life isn't an adventure, it's nothing at all, right? And we have this natural calling to it. And that's why it's so satisfying Yeah. when somebody will go on that adventure with you. You know, and then we get into the whole Star Wars and, you know, Lord of the Rings and Frodo Baggins <laughs> and all that stuff. So, but that's exactly what it is. I mean, right. it's it's an echo from the very depth of our souls. Uh, I 100% agree with you. Uh, favorite, I mean... You can, all, all five of us in this room right now could hunt by ourselves if we ever wanted to, right? You, you Tim, could be selfish. I could be selfish and just, I'm going to hunt this little spot for the rest of my life all by myself and not tell anybody about it. Do any one of us do that? No. We do it because well, we, deer we want to share. But Even if it's deer hunting or duck hunting or whatever, right? Nobody you best not be sitting in my stand. Nobody does it by themselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know doesn't hurt you. Um, you always call your friend to go to help you. What's the when, first when thing you, got you do? Something, right? Yeah, the, the, not the first thing is to go grab the deer or the duck or I, whatever. It, it's you call. I mean, we always call each other first, yeah. even if it's a miss. You call me. I'm pissed off. Yeah, your you wives know, have talked to me about yeah. that, and they would like you to call them more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You you take that. In the hunting realm, and do the same thing overseas. When you got brothers that you trust to your left and right, and, and you know that they got your back, and you're hunting, you're hunting something different. But it's still something in the I same back. Yeah, I get that. In the same aspect, you know that they got your back, and then then you come back and you you look and you look and you look to find that. Mm-hmm. And for testosterone driven people, it's. You can't find that except for the outdoors. And for like-minded people, even like yourselves, you can understand this. Sure. People who love to hunt can very much understand how this would help veterans because it helps yourselves, too. When when you call your buddy, when you got that big buck down, right, and you're like, hey, I need help with this drag out, you want to experience that with someone else. You know, that's... Yeah. 
That's Everybody's part. got their first call. You know, that person mm, that's yeah. their first on the list, you know. Yeah. Everybody does. And you get mad when you miss one, right? Like, there's you, <clears throat> a couple years ago, you missed... I heard about a shoulder shot recently. No, not miss an actual deer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Which, this happened. No, like, when... I don't like when um, I can't go help my buddy. Right? Oh, God, I'm I'm down in Springfield working today, dude. Uh, A couple years ago. Two years ago, Nate killed his buck, one of his bucks, and uh, called me. I didn't answer. I was actually... I had to go play softball league there in town. My phone was in my bag. In between innings, I happened to grab my phone. I was like, oh crap, Nate called. So I was running out to the field. I just took my phone with me. I was playing you know, playing softball on the phone softball. with me. But so he texted me. He said he got. I was like, oh crap. So I start calling. I'm standing in the outfield playing outfield, <laughs> talking to him. Like, what? I got. I gotta go. What? What do you mean? I, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to go there so bad. And here comes this ball that got hit to me. I throw the phone over my shoulder, <laughs> catch the ball, throw it in, pick up the phone. <laughs> like, all right, where is he at? What's he going down? It's, it's that, yeah, I hated missing that for him and for me both, you know, enjoying that moment. But yeah, you, you want adventure. to be there with him. It, it has nothing to do with your success. You didn't kill anything. You weren't successful that day. No. But it's but seeing the joy in somebody else's face is what makes it worth it. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what and is great about doing what we do is watching somebody's first especially. Yeah. Um, Dude, first I, deer, first I saw your 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 post the other day about your son's first one. I cried. I cannot wait until, and I, I'm sure I'm going to also. Um, I should I? My kids don't listen to this, do they? My son's getting a, a rifle for Christmas, right? I'm going to make and, sure he listens to this now. Do not. <laughs> I cannot wait until yeah. that first you know deer he harvests. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take him squirrel hunting over the the spring and stuff, and do different things with him uh, just because. I want to get him kind of a little more, um, what do you call that? Ready to kill things. You know, right. there is right. there is a, you are taking another thing's life, and I want him to respect that. And I don't necessarily want it to be a deer the first time, you know. Right. So, you know, he's been killing little sparrows and stuff with a BB gun. And I'm like, now listen, you, you took that bird's life. You've got to respect that bird. So, you know, different things like that that um, I, I, I like, I'm excited to experience with him, right? And ducks is, taste better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we didn't eat the sparrow. <laughs> so, and that takes us all back to the, this weekend. I mean, what? How many veterans are out here experiencing this weekend? We have sixteen. Hold on. Let me let me answer that conditionally. <laughs> we have sixteen guests who are shooting, mm-hmm. but we have another twelve who are guiding and serving and and That's giving awesome. back, if That's you will. Phenomenal. So. You know, twenty eight would be thirty people would be the the net answer. Having the experience, you know, because we just talked about the two sided experience of Mm -hmm. you don't got to be the one pulling the trigger Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to to get something out of it. Yeah, and that that's what this is obviously Mm -hmm. about. Well, see, Mm -hmm. just this evening we were we were in uh, one of the warrior blinds. It's a it's a handicap accessible blind, and there was an army veteran that never been duck hunt before. I was just going to ask how many Uh, brand new duck hunters are out here this weekend. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there were two in that blind. I think nine or ten that's of everybody. Bad. That's right. awesome. It's almost half. Yeah. Yeah. over half. Well, ten out of sixteen. Yeah, our uh, first time duck. Hunt. First time yeah, duck hunter or never actually been able to take a duck. Right. And maybe they've been, or you know, something happened where right. they weren't able to. But uh, but no, he he was asking a lot of questions, which is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. asking about ranges and how they work and this and that. And after shooting a lot, of course, uh, flock of greenheads came in. You know, just. <laughs> oh, and, mm-hmm. 
they worked the decoys for a good 15 minutes and you know the caller he was just you could tell he was out of breath and <laughs> the, the entire time i'm kind of ch- trying to talk him through what to look for you know what the ducks movements are doing and everything and and he said so what kind of range can i take him at you know we're 25 30 35 yards you know try to stay away from the 40 yard shots and then these birds just sit there and flutter right above the mojo <laughs> so, I was like, "That's the shot you want." That's you know? what you want, yeah. right there. And uh, just I was watching. Is that him. why we heard that late shot? <laughs> <laughs> no, mm, just joking. That. that was first humor. <laughs> There's, no, There's no conservation <laughs> right. on here. Um, so I'm watching him, watching the birds, watching you know back and forth, trying to pay attention. And his eyes, I mean, just it's huge because these birds are coming in, just like you would see on you know on a TV show or you know in a movie, whatever it may be. And he he's never experienced that before. He did not take a duck tonight. We never fired the first shot out of the blind because the ducks just weren't there. Yeah. Until after shooting light. But the excitement on his face was amazing. Yeah. Um, I had a veteran to my left. Uh, she has been duck hunting once before. And I guess she did, has taken one duck previously in her life in Utah, I think. And uh, she said just the, just the scenery yeah. was enough. She literally didn't ever pick up her shotgun. I, just, I mean, here. at all. Yeah. Just she she sat there and just looked around and laughed, and we had a you know cutting up, having a good time, playing music, singing songs in the duck blind, you know, just because you know passing the time, and that's that's what it's all about. You can't do that deer hunting. No, you can't <laughs> sing. Well, you can. But you're not gonna see a deer. So that's one of the things about duck hunting is it can be very social. So you know when you go to let's say some barn restaurant bar and grill kind of to watch a game mm-hmm. right nfl most of the time like i think the statistics are two-thirds of the time they're not playing the game right, right. you're going there for the conversation in between the plays sometimes yeah. it's about the plays sometimes it's not duck hunting is very much like that in a lot of ways and you'll see i think it's right over um it was over Tim's shoulder, I thought it was, but we have a sign up here. It says, it's not about the getting, it's about the going. I will tell you, I have had, right there. I have had, I'm a person who absolutely believes in a divine, beautiful God. And I have had some incredible spiritual events, memorable events in my own life, sitting in a deer blind. Or driving down a country road, getting to something like that. Because it puts all that clutter away, and we can actually hear what we're supposed to hear. It resonates with our soul. And we don't get that in the static urban life. Just don't get it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I mean, some of my most memorable hunts or times in the outdoors is not when I killed something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been, I mean... 100% 100% been failing the last couple of weeks. I've been hunting a bobcat, and I've now missed that cat twice in two hunts. I, but it's something about successfully calling in a predator like a bobcat into 30 yards and winning and seeing that gorgeous creature was more important to me than the actual harvest. Yeah, it would have been cool to, to hit them, but I didn't. Right. And I'm not upset about it. I, I'll keep doing it, but... Those, you know, those memories that you, you get, you'll never, you get to recreate them, you know, if you don't get out there and do it. Yeah. And that's what I think is what's awesome about what Duckhorn is doing, what Movets Outdoors is doing with Duckhorn, outside of Duckhorn, all the different things you all do. Um, 
it's a it's a terrific partnership and one that I'm excited to to see happening. I mean, it's um, Duckhorn has has done a lot for all kinds of different organizations, and then in turn, now MoVets Outdoors is doing all kinds of stuff for veterans um, who really need it. I mean, that's that's I think what's the biggest thing about what's coming out uh, with what you all do together is people that need to be involved are getting involved one way or the other. So um, let's talk about some duck hunting. Yeah, go ahead. Can I actually play off what you just said? Yes, you can. Which is people getting involved, pardon me, is that's very important. There's a phrase, time, talent, and treasure. But maybe you know somebody who would benefit from this. Maybe it's a kid, first-time hunter, a veteran, a first responder. Um, It's kind of a secret, but I favor first responders, especially cops. I think they literally are the bearing surface between evil and a good world. I really do. And I wish this, and and the the veterans are in in outside our, you know, our country's boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, and everybody here believes in line with that. But the point is that how do you get involved? How do you get in touch? We all know social media, right? So we have we have Facebook, uh, Duckhorn Outdoors Adventures at Duckhorn Lodge on Facebook, right? We have DuckhornOutdoorsAdventures.com. Even though we're a 501c3, it's DuckhornOutdoorsAdventures.com. These guys have a way to go. They're great on social media. They're Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have... <laughs> that much time. I mean, There's you guys a are wizards. Age difference here, Walt. Shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna go hide. You know what that something. means? Do you know what that means? I do not. That's Snap how long it takes to break your neck. <laughs> <laughs> I may be old, but Andy, I am get the hell out of this room. I think we are done. I'm just joking. This is the jocular to the Army and the Marine. No, so I would. I would never. I would never do something like that. As a matter of fact, Tim and Anthony have become really familial. Uh, as a matter of fact, his son. That means like family. family. Yep. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, so um, Tim's son came out because Tim was out here serving. So his wife was like, well, I'll just bring um, Lucas. Lucas, thank you. I'm old. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> right? I can like say family, it. You huh? can't, right? And brought him out here. So what we did is we served everybody his birthday cake and sang happy birthday to him for it. That's the kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You can't publicize that stuff. And it was, it was, it's just fantastic I can't stuff. lie again. I had to hold the tears back tonight because the joy on his face, on all of the, our boys' faces are yeah. just... Oh, awesome. I was holding oh, them back goodness. myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And it like makes me feel better about myself that I am an emotional guy, and it makes me feel better about myself that you know these these vets that are these big strapping dudes that are also are emotional people, and it can be like my kids. I don't know what it is. I cry over. I damn near cried about my daughter's first basketball game tonight that I that was at before this, and I'm like, why? This is cool, <laughs> but it's it's just like it's a milestone for them. 
Walt, I want you to touch base on that ceremony we had for that young female who was joining the National Guard. Oh, man. Last time we were here. Yes. That, that, that's a whole other realm yeah. of this family and this camaraderie we built here. Yeah, thank you. That's a good point. So we've done, we've started something that we call New Defender Commissioning Ceremony. So when a young person decides to commit mm-hmm. uh, to upholding the Constitution inside or outside our boundaries, right? Military or blue line, if you will. Um, we have what we call is this new defender commissioning ceremony. And we bring them out and we ask their family to join them or important members. And <clears throat> we did our first one for a female uh, about eight weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And she was drug out by her mentor, who was also a female. And she goes, um, and, and we went through this and, and we just shared you know, our wisdom, our experience, and just kind of um, knighted her, if you will. And uh, we offer small tokens of of memory of this place for her. And her recruiter came out. And we've done this, I think, seven times now. Um, We had a fifth-generation Marine go through that. And his dad, who's, yeah, who's... Who's... Hmm. Not only a Marine, but a firefighter. He was like, Walt, this meant so much. We had another young man who was going into the Air Force. His father is a Marine colonel, just retired. Mm -hmm. And he said, Walt, I can't thank you guys enough. Because of COVID, he didn't even get a graduation. Well, he's from this area. Like, he lives within a mile. His whole family, most of them, live within a mile of here. And they all got to come and celebrate. And see him off before he goes into military service, and it's been a, it's been a, a very powerful thing, and it's like, hey, we're honoring you, we're kind of knighting you, if you will, right now, but yeah. also don't forget we're here, <laughs> right. even while you're in, you might get some poo smeared upon you while you're out there serving, because that happens. Yeah, come here, get refreshed, There's and when you're done here. with it, come back, get refreshed. Yeah, I've had it. It's young, like a welcoming <clears throat> to a fraternity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, yeah, welcoming into a fraternity. There's a young man who is now at SEAL Team 2 who was at my church, and his, he and his dad are friends of mine. This is important multi-generational bridging, too. And he came out here for a couple uh, pheasant hunts, and that's him coming back and getting yeah. refreshed, right? Yeah. Very, very important to have community support. Using that resource that, Absolutely. that was given. Yeah. Another spin for Duckhorn as well. Um, was it a week or two ago, the the person from mm-hmm. Virginia? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the exact situation. I, just, I, I remember reading it on Facebook. I didn't yeah. know the details. So, Steele Kerwin is a young man who just turned 18 and he is fraught with cancer in his body. Um, it's taken, you know, he's had numerous surgeries. He has no more hair. He has two or three scars on his head and face, like jawline. And he always wanted to pheasant hunt, and he always wanted to duck hunt. So it was, we partnered with Hope Outdoors. Mm-hmm. And, pardon me. <coughs> and brought him out here he was able to shoot his first duck nice his first pheasant his dad was there for both of them and um the deer 
Oh yeah, he had a deer too. Oh, while he was out here, yeah, a trifecta. I haven't even gotten a deer out here, <laughs> but it was this beautiful symphony of these different elements coming together to bring he and his family out. And Hope to Outdoors took his mom and sister and girlfriend, sisters and girlfriend, and took him out for a spa day while he was out hunting, and had this incredible. The fry have the fries have. A great friend in Michael Slavin, who's a chef, and he came out with this. He calls it a simple dinner. Of course, it was freaking <laughs> awesome. It was like the best way you could prepare any kind of meat. And he had this like, um, wow. it was this like lobster bisque, but it was nice. more. Um, God, it was more like a minestrone. It was just, it was fantastic. And and these people are like, oh my gosh, these perfect strangers. And you know that's something that the heartland has. We're like, come in. Let's be friends. That's the right. best way to be friends. Right. You know? And and they, they posted some stuff on on Facebook and they were just stoked. And um yeah, so they had they it was a really well, good thing. Even the even the first responders and police came out and escorted them in, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. With they a did. limo and everything. Yeah, so they <laughs> had a limo like president. Yeah, he was five yeah. star everything. Yeah, so he, he they had a limo from KCI out here, and wow. because Alec Lawson, who is that is that's got to be oh, it's got to be two hours, right? Almost, almost, oh, yeah. yeah. And and Alec Lawson, who is uh, a deputy sheriff in uh, the next county over, said you know made some coordination and our support and interaction with the law enforcement around here and the sheriff of Bates County. I'm so bad with names, and so forgive me. Funny, wonderful guy. And he said, well, let's do something for this lad. And so he called up a bunch of deputies and said, hey, this is a story. Who wants to participate? And, like, they had, like, 11 people in. Like, say, I'm sure it was pretty hard for him to find, uh, find <laughs> right, volunteers yeah. for that. Really difficult. Nine of them were volunteers. Nine That's of awesome. them weren't even on the clock. And they were telling the story about the limo driver. The limo driver took the wrong turn, and they... <laughs> They prognosticated he was trying to dump his weed out the window. <laughs> he was like, all these, he pulls off the highway, and all of a sudden, 11 cop cars. He's like, oh, crap, I can't go there. <laughs> and so they had to, like, chase him and, and redirect him. And so they brought this young man and his family in, in this, you know, motorcade. Yeah. You know, it was beautiful. And, yeah, you wouldn't find that. You wouldn't find that in L.A. But I want to make no. sure people do understand. You mean the cops or the or the, the situation at hand yes the, okay well, gotcha. the, the hospitality you'll see the cops the like <laughs> you'll see the lights but it'll be a different situation uh, i think that's what i want to make sure people understand um because we are doing a joint show with duckhorn and mobets outdoors remember duckhorn does not only service veterans they correct definitely uh, are big fans of the veterans, and, and obviously so are we. But they service people like that that, that young man you just told us about yeah. with cancer, and um, women and out the outdoors, children, first responders, um, you know all those things. And and before we hop off here, I do want to uh, hear one cool story that I already know the story. <laughs> but so before we end this here, I want to hear a story about Tony and. Tim's the joint custody issue here. The joint tail duck ever. <laughs> the joint custody duck. He's Let's still fighting custody over. Uh, it's at my house. 
<laughs> it's it's on the east side of the state right now. But uh Possessions nine tenths of the law. <laughs> well it's because it's his birthday when we shot that, that duck and you know had to let it be. Um I don't know, what was it, five years ago or so now? Yeah, somewhere in um there. we were hunting in northern Missouri and we're just kinda hanging out, hands in our waders, you know, and in, in, in pockets keeping our fingers warm and uh Jake Hightower I think uh was was in there with us so Tony's on my right side I'm in the middle Jake's on my left and everybody's got pretty much all their all their mallards you know we're just waiting on bonus ducks right and Jake just screams out of nowhere scares Tony and I both <laughs> said there's a pintail shoot it and we look up and just in other words in other words, words. <laughs> in other words but I'm, I'm gonna leave it PG um it just it's just hovering above the mojo I mean just just hovering like Jake yelled at us. We're looking up, moving around, trying to grab guns. Both of us at, at 110% simultaneously shot the same duck. Okay. I mean, there, it could not have been mm-hmm. time any more perfectly. I mean, down to like thousands of a like, second. Like, didn't even hear two different shots. No, no, it was no like it a was single just, shot. And we've actually done that more often than once, mm-hmm. he and I. Um, so I get ready to step off into the marsh, to go, you know, into the corn, actually, flooded corn. To go get this duck, and I look at, look over because Tony's moving too. I'm like, "What are you doing? That's my bird." And he's looking at me, saying, "What are you doing? That's my bird." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, kind of one of those flip the coin type things. Uh, that was actually on December 26th that year because that's Tony's birthday. Yeah, uh, I was going to say you got to back up because we go duck hunting on my birthday almost every year. Almost every year, we and just, we not not only just duck hunting, but if if you duck hunt. And you public land hunt, you definitely know about the draw system and you poor man line it up right. And to step up at Grand Pass and draw pill one on my birthday. Pill one on your birthday, yep. I deserve that, that duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That was the bow on the present. <laughs> uh, so we, can, we can go further. The last time that I saw this duck was actually the trip from Hades. Um, oh my we, goodness! <laughs> I think we smoked three <laughs> boat motors that day. Oh goodness! Oh my god! Only one was ours. I smoked a pair of waders, which filled you know my, the a certain you, area you of my wet. waders. A certain area of my waders ripped trying to get into Tony's truck and back the boat in. <laughs> we ended up smoking three boat motors and then lost a wheel and tire on the trailer on the way back. But oh he boy, didn't. rode six miles before we knew the wheel and tire was gone. <laughs> All right. You know, it's a big diesel truck. It's just kind of a light boat. We didn't know. <laughs> but we followed it. We followed the line on, followed the, the on, the, on the road all the way back to find the tire, like 10 feet from the city limits. Where was that? Foley? Foley and Ellsbury. Yeah. I'm sure some people Sorry on here. Road. You people on here that public land hunt, we were hunting Ted Shanks coming back from there and yes. took 79 all the way back down to Winfield where I was living at that time. And. You know, it is exactly six miles from the Ellsbury City Limited sign all the way to Foley Stop Sign. Or the only stop sign the in the stop old time. Sign. The, the stop sign. The stop sign. The Foley Stop Sign. Yeah, exactly. But it's all good. I, I mean, after we got back, we took the boat and pushed it onto a 16-foot flatbed trailer. Took the boat trailer, flipped it up down, upside down on the boat. The boat trailer flipped it upside down and then strapped it all down. And yeah, it, it was. Oh, but you know, it, it's an amazing memory. Memories, exactly. Yep, yep. It's an amazing memory that I've got pictures of it on my phone. Yeah, you know, and I tell people about it constantly. Now we look back and laugh, but 
We lost about five hundred dollars worth yep. of mojo. No, that we, day we lost that. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, we we stopped at Clarksville to eat lunch, yep. and uh, didn't really park the trucks in uh, sight of the windows, and somebody got five hundred dollars worth of mojo. Ganked our mojos, pulsators. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I mean, all the Robo Ducks were one bag. Ouch. <laughs> okay, five six hundred bucks worth. But you know, it all goes back to camaraderie and friendship. We should have had fire watch. And the outdoors. Yeah. It all goes back to the outdoors. And that's why, I, for the listeners, I wanted you guys to tell that story because this is the type of stuff that happens when you, you have these sorts of partnerships and um, these sorts of organizations that are doing, or just you and your buddies doing stuff. These types of stories happen. Come from you The know, phrase every, is, is it's all about the smiles, not the piles. All right? It yep. don't matter how many ducks you killed. It's who, who you went and spent it out with. Yeah, uh, the time out in the marsh. It's I like it, hundred percent. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really appreciate you guys allowing us to do this episode with you guys. You know, our our hope as a, as a podcast is to be able to bring more awareness to organizations like Duckhorn, like Movets Outdoors. Um, you know, if if we can just get one person, just one, to know about you that didn't before, that that's terrific for us, and that we hope that that does that for you guys and. Um, and then we, we also get to come and see this cool place, this, yeah. you know, and, and meet some really cool people. Um, ran into a guy I've known for a decade here when we walked in. So it just... Which reminds me, I apologize for this. Uh, Chad Cobb. Yeah, Chad Cobb. He's the, the Veteran of Foreign Wars Veteran Service Officer. So that's mm-hmm. another thing that, that mm-hmm. Mo Vets Outdoors has been able to offer is if anybody needs uh, Veteran veteran Administration assistance with their, their claims, he's here. He's on site easy to speak with you know so that's another thing that that can help everyone out here yeah and and this event alone not only the partnership with duckhorn but our partnership with delta waterfowl they have came through with us and provided blind bags for every single one of these veterans in attendance of this of this event not just not just blind bags but a duck call for every one of them uh, a hat, I mean, two different hats, you know. What was that St. Louis Arts Chapter, right? St. Louis Arts Chapter, Bob Hurst is the president of that chapter, and he's also a veteran himself, a retired first sergeant. And I would have never met him if we wouldn't have done Movets, and he's a phenomenal guy. He did the pheasant you know, hunt in October. Due to, normally Here. that that chapter nice. does a veterans hunt in Vandalia, Illinois, every year, and due to COVID, they weren't able to do it. So they were very much willing to step up and support this veterans hunt as one of their own, you know? Yeah. And awesome. and to try and provide for veterans the same way, even though they couldn't due to restrictions in Illinois. Uh, just a phenomenal partnership. And, and I, I hope that that partnership between Duckhorn and Delta develops through this, you know, I, that's, that's just, all great organizations, all nonprofit organizations, stepping up to help people, being a part of something bigger than yourself. That's that's a main thing. Yeah. And a lot of veterans, when they get out of the military, that that's what that's what they're missing. You know, when you're in the military, a lot of guys, you know, when they get out, they feel they they feel like they're missing something because they feel like they never matter as much as what they did when they were in. I can understand. If, responsibility, if, there's just nothing there. You know, If you can't fulfill that, and, and I feel like a lot of them are blind and they don't understand that that's what they're missing is being a part of something bigger than themselves, providing that service. Because anybody who signs that dotted line, 
they're providing that service. They're wanting to be a part of a team and do something. In places like Duckhorn, programs like the VFW and Movets Outdoors, programs like Delta Waterfowl, you can find that camaraderie and you can provide that service to others. You know, and I, to me, everyone who does sign up, inevitably, whether they know it at the time or not, wants to provide something for someone. You're providing service, whether you're a first responder or or any any civil you know service that you provide to the yeah. country. And to me, you don't have to be a veteran or a first responder to understand that or have done any of that. It's it sh- to, I believe that that's in everybody's blood work as an American. Like that's yeah. you sh- you want to give back. That's terrific. At, and, and go ahead, Andy. I was going to say, well, if you don't mind, one more time, give give us again your kind of how to get in touch of of Duckhorn if you do want to try to reach out and and either is it opportunities for volunteer or I mean what uh, or to be involved, I guess. He says no. No, can help. no. I'm just joking. I'm I do it all. I'm just pimping it there for a second. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, there are opportunities to volunteer. We think in terms of time, treasure, and talent, mm-hmm. right? And maybe it's just a connection. We have some great relationships with people like Everhart's, um, TriStar, Garmin. We have some cool Garmin stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, Sean's baller. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's awesome. KM Tactical. Yeah. Um, these are relationships. It's all about connections. I was just thinking as, as we're all bouncing around in here, you know, the brain, human brain works because of the neuronal connections. Right. That's it. It may just be a pass-through, but it's those connections that matter. So to connect with us, you can reach out to us at duckhornoutdoorsadventures.com or hit us up on Facebook Duckhorn Outdoors Adventures at Duckhorn Lodge on Facebook, and um, there you go. And I'll get you Walt Disney signature. And I'll uh, and we'll link that also yeah. in the, the the episode release too. But you know, one more time before we hop off here, I think I speak for Andy. When I you know growing up, every, every kid has heroes, right? And my hero growing up was my uncle Ronnie, the Marine. You know, he flew the F eighteen. Yes. I got to watch him. I got to watch him fly over our house when he came into Whiteman one time back when that was allowed. And, you know, I've got a picture of him breaking the sound. You know, he was my hero growing up. Uh, he was my show and tell in kindergarten, I remember. And so I really feel like, and I'm sure I speak for you, Andy, that we're oh, sitting no. in the presence of Giants right now. And yep. we really do appreciate what you guys, from the bottom of my heart, what you guys and all the, the veterans that are here this weekend did do and did for us, uh, you know, sacrifice potentially sacrificing your lives so that we can be sitting right here right now recording a freaking podcast. So thank you, Tim. Thank Thank you, Walt. Thank Thank you, you, Tony. No problem. And um, if you guys don't have anything else, we'll hop off and let you guys get to bed. It's almost actually past midnight now. You guys got duck hunting to do in the morning. Yeah. Oh, it don't matter. So (laughs) you only need four hours of sleep, right? So go kill some ducks tomorrow, guys. That's right. All right. Thanks for having us. We'll see you guys. Thank you. All right, that's it. That was an amazing podcast. Yeah, that was terrific. I, I went better than I thought it could have. Um, I was I had a great time listening to Walt and, and Tim and uh, Tony talk about everything they're doing out here at Duckhorn. 
educated me on more on what Duckhorn does. Yes. And and that's what I, I hope to get out to people. I live an hour away from Duckhorn. Yep. And I did not know it existed before uh, Tim and Tony told you, me about you it. You told me what, we're going to do this podcast, Duckhorn. I said, where, What's that? What is that and where is yep. it? Like, what are we doing? And wow, uh, for a place like this to be around and not known about the importance of it. I mean, you can tell by these three guys how important this place truly, truly is to so many people. And the opportunities that it gives all those people is is outstanding. Yeah, and so we had a, a great time here with the uh, with the guys. We appreciate their hospitality. Um, apologize for being an hour and forty five minutes late. That's your fault. <laughs> but uh, we had a, a kids basketball game going to overtime, so uh, that, that's life. But um, so I hope everybody enjoyed the the episode. Um, reach out if you want to help in any way. Um, whether it be Movets Outdoors or Duckhorn, um, you know, there's, there's ways to help like Walt was saying. Um, and if it's something where you just, you, you've got a big old check that you want to write and and donate to somebody, I'm sure they gladly accept it. Um, you know, these are nonprofit organizations trying to help people. So, um, we, we really hope to do, continue to do episodes like this that are related to the outdoors. There are a lot of organizations out there that I want to help bring um, awareness awareness to out there uh, that I hope to continue to do this, this sort of stuff. So um, you'll you'll be hearing these from time to time, and we think they're they're a lot of fun, and um, you know they kind of selfishly help me out too because I feel good about myself doing this, right? <laughs> Don't you? Oh, absolutely. So um, thanks for listening, and we'll hop off. Sounds good. See Catch you in the next one.